Hi, and welcome to Dad Flies Too Close to the Sun, DFCS for short. He's Rod. He's Josh. Each episode, one of us will pick a question that the other has no prior knowledge of. Topics can range from the deep to the truly mundane, and we'll do our best to answer them the way only a father and son know how, by talking over each other and never admitting the other's right. We hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. It's the dad question today. So Josh, I am wondering what horror films you have seen that have had an effect on you. So they can't just be you thought that was good, but it was actually horror films that meant something a little more, made you feel something, made you think. Okay, so like some sort of impactful horror movie. Yeah. And that sits with me. That's right. And I'll start because yeah, I know tough. you probably need, yeah, it's a tough one, so you probably need a few seconds to think about that. So I was trying to think, maybe try and think of three, but if not, at least one. Okay. Um, okay. So I don't know if these are in a particular order, but I'll say number three for me is Stepford Wives, which having seen the movies more probably of a thriller, but I still count it as a horror movie. I suspect if you're a woman, you'd probably count it as a horror movie if you've seen that film. Um, so that's, you know, you've got all these rich men who go off to, I don't know, is it a new state or a new kind of area of America? It's like, I, I, I always thought when I watched it, I don't remember if they say, but the way I'm thinking, it's like Midwest America. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a new state or it's just that they... No, not new in the sense that... Like, yeah, this mean like an estate, you know, yeah. like an area where they live. They moved to kind of a close community, yeah, yeah. somewhere in Midwest America. That's right. You have these kind of, I suppose, modern women. Well, um, well modern for for that era, maybe was the seventies, I think. I think yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're saying modern, as in they had their own opinions and views. You'd probably just say normal women, but um, for them, it was presumably more old-fashioned men who were used to, or who wanted wives who would do what they say, do what they ask, not ask questions, and the men just ran everything and had sort of great lives. So it's probably a bit of a spoiler that they're replacing these women to, I can't remember, is it androids or something like that? It's I suppose the whole film is, well, it could be seen as feminist, or it could be seen as anti-feminist in terms of the men are in the lead. But I'm sure the book was written to be a sort of feminist take on how men treat women and what's expected of women in society. So it's always really made me think, that film particularly. So that was my number three. All right. I, I, I've thought of one. I like, uh, or I think that was really impactful, is uh, Georgie Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Right. The 1968 film. Not because overall it's like an amazing zombie movie. It's it's good. You know, it's, it's an interesting, like if you want to watch it, it's in the 60s, it's black and white. But I think the part of it that makes it the most impactful is, and Georgie Romero does this on a lot of his movies, it's kind of the social commentary about people at the end of the movie the only guy who survived is the main character, Ben. He's a, he's an African-American man. He's leaving this building in its daytime. He hears people outside. He runs out and without even any word of warning or anything like that, he gets shot. And so this always sat with me as like an indictment of like, 
how people were treated. You know, they didn't ask and they didn't wait. It was because, you know, and that's kind of what Giorgio Romero, I think, was getting at, at least from the articles I read and stuff like that, was actually the commentary there is that, yeah, you know, it's almost like there were, uh, the society surrounding African-American people is to do with them not being human or, like, people not seeing them as human. And so the fact that he survived all this stuff, he wasn't a terrible person to then just die kind of without any fanfare because they didn't take the time to see if he was a zombie or not is you know quite I feel like it sits with me a lot and I think about it especially the times we're living in now I uh, remember back to that and think about how um, interesting it is that like that is the commentary from a 1968 film yeah and it was interesting because having a black lead actor who's also the hero was probably not that common in Oh yeah, I think probably that's part of the big part of it. Yeah, is the fact that um, he's really the only African American. uh, Well, took an Italian character um, director. No, Sidney Poitier did. He was the lead in some films in that kind of era as well. But in terms of those kind of movies where he's a hero, he helps people throughout. And I have to say, I haven't seen it. It's just I'm a fan of George Romero, so I know about the film because one of my failings is I don't like watching black and white movies. Which is weird because I like black and white. I, I think actually I've thought of my next one of my other ones a black and white film as well. Well, I mean, I don't want to digress too much from the horror topic, but I love the little black and white shorts of like comedy films. But anyway, um, other than that, it's more in terms of the horror, yeah. So he tries to help people, the zombies, they're killing everyone. Eventually he survives. But as a black man in America at that time, it comes the, out. Like, I think South is where the yeah. movie's set. Or at least it seems like it's set somewhere in the South. He, he goes outside and he immediately himself gets shot. Yeah, so that just kind of sits with me as like a kind of an interesting commentary on the kind of world at large in America as political climate as a whole. It's like not something you see a lot in horror movies and especially from horror movies in the time is like broad political commentary yeah you know some movies nowadays try to do it and like um get and us do quite good jobs of that sort of thing oh well when we were mentioning stepford wise i should have mentioned get out because yeah. really that's just to some degree a clone of stepford wives but with an added sort of racial a element. More, a more modern political um, political critique, perhaps. Well, yeah, I mean... But that's not yeah, okay. too much. Yeah. Anyway, what's, your, what's your next movie, then? So, something a bit more modern French extremist movie is Martyrs. Do you want to explain what new French extremism is? First? Well, yeah, I mean, essentially it's just highly provocative in terms of... Uh, horror movies in terms of being bloody and inappropriate so it could be all sorts of strange things that are mentioned in the movies i mean and we're saying strange often real life stranger than that it's just sort of taboo subjects yeah stuff that, stuff that isn't well presented in movies no. a lot of the time something's taken to extremes yeah but... so martyrs in itself's a little bit different and by the way in the uk we tend to always watch films with subtitles in their original language, whereas in America, I notice that they often dub films. So we're not talking about watching a dubbed version of it. We're talking yeah, about the dub like, really makes you feel like things are less scary or yeah. impactful because they don't always. And like sometimes the accents are a little strange. Essentially, and there's a lots of spoilers for this film because essentially it starts out where some children have been kidnapped and they're. One of them escapes from a factory and they're, you know, then placed in homes and um, 
go about their lives. And then it sort of cuts forward to a girl sort of observing this really nice family who've got their own kids in a house and it's dead pleasant. And she goes and she's talking to a friend on the phone who suggests saying, don't do it. And then she goes in to see this family and she essentially shoots them all dead, including the children. And she's obviously one of these kids from the factory. Well, they both are the two friends. And then what happens is they investigate a bit further and find a secret entrance in the in the house that leads down to almost a sort of modern dungeon type thing where people are being tortured. I guess the bit that made me think was that actually ultimately the films got overtones of religious people, what they believe, the afterlife, and what could lay in wait after us. And I'm not sure if it's a friends thing, if it's a religious thing, but they believe that martyrs um, could see God. They've been in so much pain, I guess, or had so much suffering that they could ultimately see God. Well, I think that comes from the kind of a religious martyr, somebody who died, in a martyr generally, somebody who died for a cause. Yeah. And so I guess in like a religious kind of way, if you die for a cause to do religion, you probably go to heaven is probably more what they're taking that from, you know, like Jesus was a martyr. Yeah. And that sort of thing. So it really made me think about, I guess, what happens after life, what the impact of people who believe in religions are. The thing that that movie makes me think about is the lengths people will go to to try and prove that they're right. Yeah. Like not even just in a religious sense, but like the whole movie is about them brutally torturing this one woman. Well, loads of them, but specifically this one woman that we see to try and make her get to that point. And so I think it's a, it's an interesting kind of conversation to have about when do you kind of just have to accept that there's some things you don't know in the world? When would be too far? Most normal people would probably say, well, kidnapping anybody and stuff like that to do anything to them to try and prove a point is probably too far. Yeah. But then, you know, who knows? Some people might be like, well, if you end up discovering the afterlife's real or seeing heaven or hell or whatever then maybe it's worth it. Yeah, and it's quite graphic in its violence and brutality, and yet you come away thinking about different things from that one. So that was my number two. All right. Um, so the other the other black and white one I had, and I don't know if this necessarily was super impactful for me in terms of like levels we're talking to now, but Nosferatu, you know, 1920s, based on Bram Stoker's yeah. book, I think in terms of what we had seen of movies at that point in history and then what this movie became is probably the thing that sticks out for me the most like cinema and cinema technology really had just started to come around like seriously in the last 10, 20, 30 years and like in terms of more mainstream yeah this was like a like a true work of horror like the kind of first one of the first pieces of horror cinema Maybe the first piece of horror cinema, I'm not really sure, you know, adapted from like a really, you know, impactful novel for people, something mm-hmm. that still gets adapted today. And I think that that just, that just sits out for me. It's like, it's interesting how like one story can be so universal that even today when I watch new vampire things or, you know, the Twilights or the new Dracula renditions, I always think about Nosferatu and I think about how good it is generally, like even though there's no dialogue or well, there is dialogue, but it's a silent film. So there's no like spoken dialogue. And it's in black and white, and it can be a little fuzzy to follow sometimes the plot points. It's still such a good movie, and the effects in it are good. 
it's just interesting to think about that and a less deep level, which is actually they got it so right the first time they made a vampire movie in my mind that it's hard for loads of other ones to measure up. Like the next one I would say in terms of good vampire movies would be Fright Night. The original. Yeah, the original. Well, the remake's good as well, but the original. Uh, I love 80s movies. So. Yeah, but I'd say, that, I'd say that like that's probably the next one I can vividly think of as being almost as good as that one, which is weird to think about how far we've came in terms of movies and storytelling and visual media. Actually, the one that's silent and then black and white is really, really... Yeah, okay. I haven't seen that again because it's in black and white, but I'll go for my number one. So I'm going to go back to George A. Romero again. His Dawn of the Dead, which is my favourite all-time film, never mind all-time favourite horror that made me think. Do you know what the commentary was about in that film? Yeah, it was um, like a, an indictment of capitalism. Was yeah. It not? Uh, yeah, so the place that people, the zombies kept going back to after they were dead was to a shopping mall. And actually the mall that he uses was the first mall in America in the modern shopping day sense. So yeah, it was capitalism buying stuff. So actually what the zombies had known through their life was just going to the mall. So they just kept going to the mall even after they were dead. Like they, I suppose to him, weren't doing anything useful or anything else. They were just basically banging on the door of the mall. I'm just having a thought as I'm saying that, if you think about them all stuck against the the window doors, it's a bit like, is it Black Friday? Yeah, Black Friday. I was, you know what makes me think of? It makes me think of like mannequins in a store, how there's always so many of them because they're trying to get you to buy stuff so much that they'll like yeah. put everything and all the clothes and so you can see it and all that sort of thing as well. And I think, unless I'm mistaken, they may well dress up the odd zombie as well, like with the odd piece of clothing, but I might be completely making that up. But... I mean, for me, it's quite interesting that you can have horror movies that are talking about shopping habits and, and you know, commercialism yeah. um, and it's capitalism. How movies can actually, yeah. like horror movies specifically, because you don't think of those as really deep mediums, or a really deep medium in itself, it can have kind of deeper tones. But uh, we thank you all for listening. We hope we informed. Well, uh, I don't know, but give you some meetings. ideas for for movies to watch. Yeah, thank you, and we'll see you next time.